Hello and welcome to the Raising Helmets podcast. I'm Carrie. And I'm Kyle. Happy Valentine's Day to all of our beloved listeners, especially and, you, Mom. And the single people. <laughs> it is currently late on Valentine's Day. We're going to try to get the episode out immediately after posting, so we're not going to say anything dumb. Gosh, saying dumb stuff. I, I would know anything about that, Kyle. I know, right? How was your Valentine's Day? It was nice. It was kind of quiet. Um, you worked at home, and we just kind of hung out. I went to Aldi, and I went to the gym. And at the gym, the TVs were playing a uh, Valentine's Day marathon, which included Murder, She Wrote. Hmm. So I watched that. And then at the beginning of a show, that just started with a bar fight, and then there was a dude who turned out to have four wives and he got away with it because he was a traveling Bible salesman. And so they all thought he was always traveling. I was a little confused, but then my workout ended, so I left. Well, I guess we'll never know how that ended. No, no there's no way to find out. Uh, you you played a playlist earlier today that I thought was like a romantic Valentine's Day playlist, and then Mountain Goats came on. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. It is not. No, it was just Spotify's daily mix for us. Mm-hmm. The boys, in spite of Rory eating a good deal of sugar, he still went down at a decent hour. Yeah, our families spoiled us by sending lots of delicious candy. Yeah, and then Rory tried to hide some of it and is not very good Mm -hmm. at sleight of hand yet, so Um, failed. This morning we made chocolate chip pancakes, Um, and yeah, we ate a lot of candy and stuff today, but we've never been... I guess all that into Valentine's Day. I mean, last night we did go out, but it just happened that the friends whose kids we watch while they're at our CIA were able to watch our kids so we could get a burger. So it was just kind of casual and not necessarily for Valentine's Day. Yeah, we try to do something sweet around the day just yeah. so we can check that box. Um, um, we've what... had some good Valentine's Days in the past, though. Yeah, Absolutely. So the very first one, can I tell that this story? Go for it. Um, so Kyle and I met in August of 2011. And on Valentine's Day in February of 2012, I was at college um, waiting for my French class to start. And I got an email from Kyle with this really cute, maybe we'll make it like the um, the picture for the podcast episode. Can no, we do that? we will not. Okay. That's in the archives. <laughs> for, for our Patreons only. Yep. Um, anyway, he made this cute little Valentine graphic with a little, like, Roses Are Red style poem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was his first kind of, like, hey, I like you more than just a friend. Um, and part of me was like, oh, that's so sweet, but, like, now I have to let him down because I don't think I'm that into him. Um, but I was kind of walking on air all day and it started to kind of dawn on me, like, maybe I don't have to like let him down. Maybe I kind of feel the same way too. Um, so that's, I guess, our origin story. Yeah. I had to point to one day. I remember I sent, I sent the email, um, right before I got into the car to go on a long car ride. (laughs) And so I was just like. Fingers crossed. And then I think by the time I'd gotten to the destination, you sent back something short that was just like, oh, that was sweet, which is all I was really hoping for at that mm-hmm. point. So I didn't, you know, 
we kind of knew each other, but yeah, not super well. So it was just nice to not be flat out rejected, honestly. I was brave of you, I think. I think so, too. <laughs> I agree. So that was seven years ago, which yeah. seems crazy. Amazing. Um, the next year, we uh, went up in this big balloon in Orange County right. that's tethered to the ground, but you can you get up pretty high, and then you can kind of look all over. So that's kind of fun. And then the next year, you were at law school, right? Yeah, I don't think we had another Valentine's Day together until we were married. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And then I actually don't remember what we did the last few years. I don't either. Probably not much. Yeah. But yeah, that's Valentine's Day. What was Valentine's Day like for you guys growing up? Did you guys do anything? Uh, so the most memorable Valentine's Day for me is that one year we came downstairs and somewhere my parents had got six really uh, cute polar bear stuffed animals. They had the dimensions of like real polar bears. It wasn't just a white teddy bear. They had like these long necks and humpy backs. And so they were all um, at our places around the table and they had like maybe red ribbons around them and like a bowl of candy or something like that. My parents were really good about doing like a little something, usually at breakfast time for everybody. That's really sweet. I really liked those bears. Um, I think they may have suffered in a purge as the result of a bed bug incident because oh. I don't think we have them anymore. Yeah. But those, I really like them. Those purges can be brutal. You got to do what you got to do. Sorry for reminding you of that, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, my parents made it more about us. I don't actually remember them going out for Valentine's Day much. Maybe they did and I just don't remember, but... They made us kids feel really special. That's good. What about you? Uh, kind of the same. Um, my folks would always, you know, make a special meal or dessert or something like that. And we have this table of love tradition where if it's somebody's birthday or if it's Valentine's Day, we'll kind of gather a bunch of cards on the table and, and make it real nice and pretty, which I always enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And then we'd also pick from a hat like Secret Santa, um, just somebody you're going to be go out of your way to be extra nice to and maybe get get a little chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think they just kind of assumed I'd stop doing it when, when I went off to law school. And I was like, no, absolutely, I'm still going to do it. And so yeah. so I would try to like send something back there or, or I would hi- recruit the rest of the family to, to, to plant clues for like a puzzle or something. And this year, um, my sister Laurel got me and enlisted you on a little – treasure hunt yeah one of them had to be taped to rory's back and he like kept trying to pull it off but then once he got the idea that it was for you he was like really excited and he we were skyping with laurel and madison and he kept turning around to be like look what's on my back it's for daddy (laughs) and then joey caught sight of it and just totally zeroed in on it and ripped it off and started trying to eat it that's so funny tried to get him like a blank piece of paper and he was like no (laughs) (laughs) this this isn't important yeah Yeah. (laughs) well on on that subject the kids have been up to some fun stuff recently yeah joey scooted across the bed to me today Mm -hmm. it's crazy to think that he used to be this completely helpless little needy ball and now he can basically fend for himself that's yeah basically it's so funny because it's so dumb how, how babies scoot around. It's, they use their head as like the lever. They do. They just kind of <laughs> shove their head into the ground and then 
and then they push off. It looks ridiculous, but they it's so cute. They kind of do like rear their heads and then their head flops and yeah. then they like flail their arms and then their arms flop and then their last resort is to like hike up their legs and then they start up the whole process again. And he hasn't quite realized that he's actually moving so he's still frustrated by it. Like he doesn't go, wow, I just did something cool. He's just like, well, this was a pain. I'm not actually sure mm-hmm. I'm closer. But. Yeah, it's it's like after a lot of angst, he suddenly ends up a little closer to where he wanted to be, but yeah. not really sure how he got there. Doesn't really understand that he did that. So it's just a weird time to be a baby. You want everything, and you can kind of get some things. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why can't I get everything? So. Yeah. He's also eating more stuff. He can absolutely demolish a strawberry. Yeah. Um, it looks like some... Some murder victim. It really does. <laughs> it, it gets kind of shredded and pulpy in his hand, and there's yeah. like red juice everywhere. Everywhere. You're cleaning it up like a, you're an accomplice. Kind of graphic. Yeah. Uh, what else does he do? Basically, whatever's on our plates. Yeah, he'll he dive for anything. For he dives for books, which is cool. He sees Rory reading books, and he wants to do it too. He's very difficult to hold, actually, because whatever it is that I'm trying to do one-handed, he's very interested in it and will try to be diving out of my other arm to get into whatever Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do, like heating up food on the stove, which isn't really that safe, and I try not to do it. Um, But, you know, sometimes he's just fussy. Or, like, trying to put away things or or read a book to Rory. He's just all over it. It's so fun. Very interested. So fun. (laughs) So problematic. And then uh, Rory's asking questions now. Mm-hmm. Like regularly, um, what color is that? What is that? And you know, he he hasn't gotten to why yet. He hasn't quite gotten to why, which is the big one, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's getting it's getting to the point where he, you know it gets on your nerves just a little bit because he's really got a lot that he wants to try to understand. And then sometimes he just asks questions that he knows the answers to because he knows that we will ask him the questions we know the answers to. Like if he'll say, "What color is that? Do you know?" Yeah. I try to say it that way because um, I had a professor who brought up this point, which is that it's a little bit disingenuous to ask, keep asking a child, oh, what color is this? What color is this? Because you know what color it is. Um, and a more accurate phrasing of the question is to say, like, oh, do you know what color this is? Which, you know, it's very small, but I, I think it's kind of a respectful way to think about it. Yeah, so, but he's picked up on it, too, so he yeah, doesn't he'll, <laughs> he'll be like, what color is this, Mama? Do you know? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. He likes um, he likes blue M&Ms because they match his pacifier. He's mm-hmm. big into that. He knows a few numbers now. Yeah, and some letters. And some letters. He knows, he knows R for Rory, T for train, and M for M&M. <laughs> is that how? Yeah. He knows T. Uh, we were walking home from the grocery store today, and he pointed at stop sign and said look it's t and i thought he said c and mm-hmm. i said no it says stop s-t-o-p and he's like yeah it's t I was like, oh you do know the letter t yep yeah so it's it's just really cool to see him do that we pulled out his blocks that has all the letters on him mm-hmm. he likes those uh he had this really cute moment too we had some very dear friends of ours in town this weekend and they have a baby who's almost one and so it was like these three different ages that are very different, mm-hmm. um, all kind of gathered in a in a little little triangle talking. The six month, the one year, and the two year. Yeah, and then Rory goes, "Wait, hold on!" And he goes and he gets a book and he brings it back and starts reading the book out. 
to the yeah. two babies. They also brought their dog, and he was reading oh, to yeah. the dog, too. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's cute. I tried to get a picture of it, but he was kind of... The dog was watching him read, which was really, really sweet. But then when I pulled out my camera, the dog looked away. So it didn't look as much like they both knew what was going on. Yeah. Um, oh, and then one last story I got to tell. I'll add the audio to to the to this clip. But there's a <laughs> there's a, a a tweet going around that's the lyrics to Country Roads. Um, I think it's a screen cap from Tumblr. Yeah, it turned in turned into a song. Well, it's not the lyrics from Country Roads. It's the tune of Country Roads. It's a video. Yeah. This is a mess. It's a video <laughs> of the song Country Roads. Right. But it's just the instrumental. Mm-hmm. And then instead of the lyrics, it's Mario saying various Mario things. So it's like Country Roads. It's me. It's me. Let's go. Oh, I got that in the wrong order. Yeah. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've watched it like a dozen times and Thanks. I've just been busting up. So I'm watching it and then Rory's trying to sing along. And so I put on I put on the actual country roads and Rory would just say Mario over and over yeah, again. Yeah, he thinks the lyrics of country roads is just are Mario. Not actually just Mario. <laughs> His voice gets like really high pitched when he says it. Because he's trying to imitate Mario. It's so good. So we'll, we'll add that probably right now. take him to karaoke sometime (laughs) everybody's just gonna be so confused oh this is amazing (laughs) so that's basically what's up with us right joseph went swinging recently and he loved it so much he was smiling and smiling and then he fell asleep in the swing because he was so comfy and relaxed it was really cute. cute he's great Mm hmm um, the Rory has started, he's kind of learned the language of transgressions. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's my fault. Are you mad? Um, that one was kind of a surprise to me because he spilled milk everywhere. And I said, oh, Rory. And then I sort of took a breath and I said, okay, Rory, I'm not mad. I'm just a little bit frustrated. And now I have to clean this up. And can you help me get a towel? He goes, Mama, you are mad. I was like, no, I'm not, sweetie. I understand accidents happen. We're cleaning this up. Mama, you are mad. And for a whole day, it was, Mama, you are mad. And that was a little bit disconcerting for me. Yeah. Which, he gets this stuff, anything that's like emotional intelligence that we're surprised by, he gets that from Daniel Tiger to give us a call back to the last episode. uh, Maybe so. I'm pretty confident, yeah. But he likes to ask, is it my fault or who's... I think that might be Chuggington, actually. They do blame oh, stuff a lot. Yeah. It's fine. It's, there are worse things to teach know, a kid, a as we bit, know. It's sad when there's a toddler going, is it my fault? Is yeah. Is it my fault? Which, you know, you just have to You just have to. <laughs> Which, obviously, we're not very putting careful huge about. pressure on him. Exactly. Right. And the other one is, I'm sorry, which we do talk about, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
But I think he uses I'm sorry as a conversation starter. He does. Or he, he knows it's a script that we, you know, because he hears us say it to each other and stuff. So he'll be like, I'm sorry, Mama. And I don't think he actually feels bad. He's just kind of trying to start a, a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't really get it. He uses it kind of like, guess what? Yeah, guess what? Or how, what happened? How are you? Yeah. He, there's these things that we say commonly back and forth that he doesn't quite understand, but he knows that they're they're kind of a, a point of human interaction. And so when he wants to talk, he's like, kind of just spins the wheel. It's like, yeah, exactly. how are you? I'm sorry. <laughs> Never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. So that's us. We have mm-hmm. a few a few topics on the docket. Do you want to go ahead? Just a couple. Um, this is one I've been real excited to share with Kyle. I thought it would go really well on the podcast, and I'm kind of surprised he hasn't already seen it. <clears throat> this is from Ars Technica, oh, which yeah. is a mm-hmm. unit you're familiar with it. Yep. It's like a sort I'm of sure it's ARS. Technical Technica. news. Yeah. Okay. okay. This company wants to use reentry heating to roast coffee beans. Oh my goodness. Which I thought was pretty cool because I, I thought maybe, you know, if they're already doing test rockets or something like that, just attaching some some coffee roasting modules to the outside sure. to harness that heat, and then it's kind of a souvenir thing. But no, they're actually wanting to pay to launch specifically to use reentry oh, heating. Oh my goodness! Which I'm not that impressed by. That's extremely gimmicky. It is really really gimmicky. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read an excerpt here. This is from the founders of the company that want to do it. It, They're Mm. called Space Roasters. (laughs) Because, you know, they're space roasters. Not roaster nuts. Quote, coffee has been roasted the same way for centuries now. And as space science has improved many technologies, we believe it is time to revolutionize coffee roasting using space technology. But the problem is that this is not an improvement on coffee roasting technology because no. it is still simply the application of heat to coffee beans. Yes. It will end in a marvelous aroma as the hatch is opened. This <laughs> is gimmick after These gimmick. Stupid nerds, man. There's going to be a pre sale price on it. Yeah, how and, much is it? Does it say? Well, okay, so no. <laughs> They're looking into pricing for launches. Um, one going rate is like six million dollars per launch. Yeah, that so then this right. uh, this publication went into some mathematics and ended up with a roughly uh, five hundred dollar per cup price as okay. kind of its guess based on yeah how much they say they're going to be able to roast. It's like yeah, there there are enough seventy five kilograms. Was that it? There are enough. Stupid yeah. nerds in Silicon Valley to make that profitable for a oh, launch. Oh yeah, no people would absolutely. Oh buy yeah. This. Oh my goodness, what a what a dumb world. All right. Well, speaking of space technology, my first docket on the docket is about the Opportunity rover. Which, oh yeah. Which had a ninety day, ninety day. Um, Get that. We've got a theme. Schedule and ended up lasting five years, I think. The goat. Yeah, it was a trooper out there. And um, some people on the onlines have criticized those of us who have humanized the robot and may have even wept quietly, and in my case, tearlessly, for the dead bot, which um, I think they tried to contact like 300 times and it never responded. 
because um, they were hoping, because, you know, there's a giant dust storm basically covering Mars right now. And uh, um, usually wind will brush off the solar, clean the solar panels. And uh, so if you lose contact for a little while, you'll get it back eventually. But looks like this guy's dead for good. So To the people who criticize the humanization of this robot, I say, have we found heroes on Earth? <laughs> None so mighty, nor so capable of withstanding extreme heats and cold. And yet, even this robot has fallen. Yes. Moment of silence <laughs> for the Opportunity Rover. I hope we retrieve it someday. Oh, I'm sure we'll have... Someday we'll colonize Mars and we'll have, like, a... We'll build a... um. A museum around it. A museum around it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, not very many people get to see it that way. If they sent a mission oh, if they brought it back. to retrieve the yeah. robot, then so many people could see it. Starring Matt so Damon. Cool? Oh. <laughs> saving, saving Opportunity. Be like a mix of The Martian and Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> saving Private Rover. Private Rover. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I didn't have anything else on the docket, really. So I decided to Google chocolate and sort by news. And there weren't any super notable stories that came out, but there were a couple headlines that jumped out at me. Um, one is that a novice confectioner created a dairy-free chocolate for his wife who discovered she had a dairy allergy. And this guy who like worked in tech saw that she was like super sad that she couldn't eat chocolate anymore. And so he devoted all his energy to developing a dairy-free chocolate. Isn't dark chocolate dairy-free? Mm -mm, it's still got a small amount of oh. cocoa butter in it, I'm pretty sure. Good for him. Yeah, so now he's got a line of it that's uh, good for, you know, vegans and other pe people who can't eat dairy. So that's kind of cool. Really bringing up the stock of, of uh, nerds in this podcast. Yeah, there you go. Uh, for better or for worse. Okay, another headline that I just really liked, <laughs> this is from ABC Action News. The headline just says, 6,000 strawberries dipped in chocolate, which... <laughs> <laughs> that's the entire headline. <laughs> that's the entire headline. Don't click it. No, Don't I'm not. It's you beautiful. You never know. It's beautiful the way it is, because yeah. this is the kind of news we need. Yes. I say as a huge, huge personal fan of chocolate-dipped <laughs> strawberries, it just it's good to it's know good. that a lot of them are being made. There were like 6,000 of them, possibly in one place. I know, for some kind possibly, of event. Possibly, this is one of those cases that's like the United States versus... 6,000 chocolate-dipped strawberries? Yeah, you know how they'll have <laughs> cases against objects? The people versus... A million of those sweethearts. I had one more quick chocolate okay, headline okay. if we wanted to clump them. It's yeah, in a cluster? In a, in a chocolate-covered cluster. cluster. And the other one is that, um, so Japanese women are rebelling against this Valentine's Day tradition. So I guess in the 1980s there was a commercial saying that, like, oh, hey, you should buy chocolate for Valentine's Day, which is what kick-started the tradition in Japan. Um, you know, and in the West, I think it already been pretty ingrained that, you know, men buy their sweethearts chocolate, mm -hmm. but in Jap in Japan, it's been flipped on Valentine's day. Women are supposed to buy chocolate for men, not only like their sweethearts, um, who receive something called Hanmei Choco, which means true feelings chocolate, 
but they also have to buy it for their male, male colleagues. Uh, and it's called Giri Choco, which means obligation chocolate. So these poor women on Valentine's Day had to buy chocolate for all of their men in their lives. Some by obligation and some by true feelings. Um, and it was reciprocated, um, I guess, a month later on March 14th. But a bunch of people were unhappy with how this Valentine's Day tradition sort of shook out. And so the women are saying, you know what, this isn't cool anymore. And they're not buying people chocolate. Or they're buying it for themselves, I think was the implication I read. Good for them. That's yeah, too I much just, chocolate all at once. I just It stuck out to me because the distinction between obligation chocolate and true feelings chocolate being like, named and codified in the tradition is hilarious because in America you don't have anything like that. Everything we do is supposed to be true feelings, right? But most of it is actually obligation, but you can't say that because you have to pretend it's all true feelings. All right. Well, now I have a transition to that. Okay. Which is that one obligation that is far from true feelings is the fact that all of America decides to buy those stupid sweethearts the Neko. Yeah, that are well, like. didn't Neko go out of business? That's the what oh. I, the news is. Sorry. Yeah, so Neko is the company that makes those stupid sweethearts that have various phrases. They're on called them. conversation hearts. All right, and ranging from "I heart you" to "email me," which makes me think this started in the '90s and hasn't been updated. There was a boxcar children's story where uh, they had this game where you draw a heart from, like, the box, and then you have to act it out, like, charades. Really? Uh-huh. But but then I, I specifically remember the mystery started because they started saying, like, watch out, at, or, like, random uh, danger phrases. Yeah. Kind of the, like, you know, tissue box from a factory with, like, a help me. Someone was printing um, right. freaky phrases on the conversation hearts, and so they went Classic. to investigate, and off they went. Very good. Well, they've been around for a while. Anyway, Neko, may they rest in turmoil, went out of business. <laughs> and so this year and this year only, these conversation hearts just were not produced. Um, the company that bought them in bankruptcy, and this is something to keep in mind, you non-lawyers, is anytime a company goes into bankruptcy, there's a good chance it re-emerges under a new owner with its debts sort of mm-hmm. cleared out and within a few years. So next year, the stupid conversation hearts will be back, but we have a temporary reprieve. But... Uh, instead of the actual candy hearts, there were was a, one of those things where like a bot wrote them, and we had some pretty good ones. Oh, yeah, a bot, a, bot. a bot put together the phrases on conversation hearts. Yeah, and so it ranges from dear me and love bun. <laughs> dear me. As the more legitimate ones. Love bun, I would buy that. Yeah, would you buy fancy my hero? Fancy my hero, I would be like, hmm. How about you are babe? You are ba- no, see, these all sound pretty legit to me still. Yeah, yeah. Team Bear. Team Bear. That would give me a little bit of pause. How about Time Hug? Time Hug. I like Time Hug. Time Hug is, yeah. All right. I got a nerdy. How about, how about All Hover? All Hover. <laughs> or Fang? <laughs> these are now starting to sound like, you know, titles for like series conclusions of young adult novels it's getting getting weirder here are my top three favorites okay one is love 2000 hogs yeah (laughs) (laughs) you hack you hack you hack Hmm. and lick (laughs) 
<laughs> Look. And the free the some, some free party bonus game ideas here. The free bonus is you are bag. You are bag. That's rude. Just as just as uh, just as legitimate as the actual sayings were. So apparently one person tried to buy like a whole bunch of the black market hearts because they're still like trademarked, right? Whatever that means. Oh yeah, but can you get like knockoffs places? Yeah, so they bought like Is it legitimately black market or is it just knockoffs? It's a very complicated legal issue. I don't, I'm not being paid enough to answer that. (laughs) But uh, so this guy buys like a whole bunch of them. This brilliant idea that he's going to sell them because there'll be a huge demand and everybody's like, wait, what? (laughs) And nobody wanted to buy them. So now this dummy has, like, a whole bunch of these candy hearts. I hope he just empties them all out into, like, one room and just kind of buries, like, burrows into it and buries Just, like, himself. hides underneath. Yeah. Not permanently, but just kind of, like, a really emotional scene for him to sort of reconsider his life choices. Well, maybe he can... On sh- top of a mountain of conversation hearts. Maybe he can, like, shoot them into space. They can burn up on re-entry maybe, with the Maybe with he the can beans. roast them. Yeah. I don't know what happens when you apply heat to Neko wafers. It's impossible to know. Anyway, happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Daddy. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day.